I think that was a good song when he yelled out Chiquita. I like that. <laughs> <laughs> Those are simple moments I feel like. It was simple moments that I felt like I was connected to the hood, but I wasn't. I grew up in the country next to a cotton field and like with woods behind me. I was the furthest away from Atlanta or Jeezy related, but I think Jeezy got me closer there. Yeah, you from Alabasta. Well, you, you grew up in Alabasta, right? <laughs> Alabama. <laughs> Alabama. I'm from Enterprise, Alabama. So if you go to the beach, you typically drive through Enterprise. But my parents are from Belize in Central America. Mm -hmm. Long story how they ended up in Alabama, but I could have been raised in cool places like Chicago, L.A., but they landed in Enterprise, Alabama. So I grew up, again, cotton field, dirt road, very much in the country. And that's when you fell in love with Gucci. Yeah, I think it was around that time frame. Yeah. Chiquita! <laughs> <laughs> but but country, country and hood is very similar because, you know, you... Working with limited resources, a lot of people don't even realize that. Like so, well, I mean, technically, hood is short for neighborhood, but you know, the the media just try to make it seem like the hood is where black folks grow up. Yeah, you know you what? Know, I never thought about that. I'm 30, yeah. 34 years old. I never, I never realized yeah. that hood was for neighborhood. Yeah, like think about it. <laughs> White people say this is my neighborhood. Black folks say this is my, my hood. hood. You know what I'm saying? It's just, it's just, they just shorting out. We don't never say the full word. Yeah. <laughs> well, my hood was very country. I'll say that. Yeah, mm -hmm. I didn't find out I was a hood or ratchet until I moved to Atlanta. Then I was like, oh. Yeah, Columbus, Columbus yeah. hood ratchet is like bottom of the barrel. Yeah, we bought, yeah. But, but it's because we country, too. Mm -hmm. you, you heard that cut? Yeah. We country? We, country. we don't know anybody out there. It's yeah, a big, small, like, you ever had like a, 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 a hood rich dude? Who got like a corporate job? That's Columbus. Yeah, on, on at, at his best. At his best. Like, we ain't gonna talk about the worst. You know? <laughs> <laughs> like, like that's that's Columbus. Like yeah, like wow, you 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 got a job? That's Columbus. You know. Yeah. <laughs> so it like personify this person from Columbus, this hood country person for me. All right, give so, me an example. What's his name? <laughs> Daquan, <laughs> Daquan Jamal Jones. I, I know a D'Antoine from Columbus, so let's call him D'Antoine. Oh, you know D'Antoine? D'Antoine Hood. Y'all lying? Bullshit me not. Stop. Shout out, shout out to Hood Boy. That's one of my closest friends from Auburn University. Good dude. Always had my back. Oh, you yeah. D'Antoine? I know the one that be dancing. Yeah, him. yeah. That's I won't drop the name. Oh damn. Yeah, that's not him. What's? Oh, that's, that's Henderson. My bad. Yeah, I ain't want to say so, his last name. So we don't oh, damn, we know did. the same I, person. Well, they got to figure it out if we're going to put this So we man don't know the same person? Nah, 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 I thought he was bullshit. I was really, he really, he, Shout he, out to D'Antoine from Columbus. I know there's a few of y'all. <laughs> <laughs> we, we rock with you, all three of y'all. D'Antoine from Columbus. Damn. <laughs> hey, there's going to be he three don't. people feeling special. And then me. <laughs> he on the map. So we started this off. He was asking about Which when you fell in love with Gucci. So you think Gucci legit is about to win this versus battle? Absolutely. I'm with her. Oh, I feel betrayed, brother. You feel betrayed? Nah, I mean, like, Absolutely. 15 songs. Well, they're going to probably do 20 or more. Be they're real. probably going to do about 25, 30. But does Gucci really have some, a song you could play on the spot that's going to move the whole crowd? So, Lemon Pepper Wings in a Freeze Cup. 20s. Yeah. It's about hit for hit with Jeezy, though. Man, so if we really going to get into it and, you know, we highlight our guest, Megan, you know what I'm saying? We got the drinks flowing. I'm kind of feeling myself. So, uh, shout out to you and your drinks. Hey. Um, <laughs> If we really gonna be honest about it, if we talking about industry, Gucci put Jeezy on. 
So icy. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. If we really gonna break it down, now uh, I fuck with both of them. He broke him. You, I give yeah, him. Yeah, you're he, right. He broke him, man. Outside I, the boys in the I, hood, I fuck with both of them. You know what I'm saying? Like most definitely, they both real official dudes. I, I definitely fuck with both of them. But if I had to pick one, if if Gucci get his arrangement right as far as the songs sequencing and all that stuff, he can win. So this is this is Mac Town versus Atlanta. <laughs> you think Atlanta gonna win? Uh, no, nah, this is actually Mac Town versus shout out to Alabama. Gucci yeah. from Alabama, right? That's Bessemer, yeah. Alabama, right, right outside from Birmingham. Right. I yeah. forgot about that. I never knew that either. Yeah, even yeah. Bessemer. Bessemer. Yep. So this is Georgia versus Alabaster. Alabama. Alabama. <laughs> Alabama. And I'm going with the Bama, man. If history tells it. you, that means Alabama going to win. <laughs> <laughs> I see what you did there. Chill out now. <laughs> I think Eric finna talk about all this music and arrangement that Jeezy got, though. Yeah, because that was bullshit what you just said. Ooh. As far as a versus Ooh. battle with music, because this shit ain't got nothing to do with the industry. No sugarcoat. Because at the end of the day, like, Gucci has done more industry-wise than Jeezy, I think, completely. But we talking about music. There's not one Gucci song that I would put up quality-wise against any Jeezy song. Not like, one. Not one. Not one. The closest thing to it is Freaky Girl, and still, like, the 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 song itself is still, like, cartoonish. Like, Jeezy made music that, like, uh, I, I didn't, in that time, I didn't really fuck with trap rap. I didn't really like that shit. Like, I never have been a, a fan of Gucci Man's music or most people who make trap music. But fucking Jeezy as a musician, I fucking love Jeezy music and has always loved it from day one. Mm-hmm. I don't even think they're in the same realm as far as just music. If we take out the lore of Gucci and how cool Gucci man is and how many people he put on and the dope shit he did in that way, and we just bring it to the music, He's not fucking with Jeezy at all. He's a he's a quantity over quality. Like so, mm. we have to be so in versus to, like who's the judge of the winner? It's, it's society. It's culture. Mm-hmm. We are the people who are gonna quote make this decision. Majority mm-hmm. wins. That's what it is. So if you look at us as a majority, us black people, mm. you do you confidently feel that us we will pick someone who has quality over quantity? Ab- what you're saying? Absolutely, because the only reason why. Gucci man drop as much music as he does is cause it doesn't like none of that shit like actually sticks we still singing Jeezy songs like and I mean you could play that shit anywhere in the country like yeah. Gucci man that shit we from Georgia although he from Alabama like he he, he got popular in Georgia like we yeah, Georgia all know yeah, like yeah. we all know Gucci man music cause they play that shit everywhere down here now, does it spread across the world like Jeezy does? In my opinion, no. Because it just ain't, it ain't pop quality. Not calling Jeezy pop. I don't want to be disrespectful at all. Commercial. I'm just, it, right. It's, commercial, it's, yeah, you yeah. Like, commercial, Jeezy yeah. can make music that that will bump outside of the hood. Mm-hmm. Gucci Man, I ain't heard a song that 
bumps outside of the hood. And maybe I just have a better connection and affinity to Gucci. Like I read his autobiography. I'm just, I think I'm oh, closer no. to him. <laughs> um, and so maybe that's just my preference. Um, it's gonna be, it's gonna be a great uh, versus. Nah, I'm, I'm hype. So, so you have a crush on Gucci? That's your I did not reasoning. say that. That's what it sounds like. An affinity. Back in the day, did Why I? Do good girls like bad guys. What, what, what? I was gonna say back in the day. <laughs> back in the day, I, I might have dated some some gold teeth, big belly having. Hey, trap no, okay. trap. Hey, you forgot his grill for the wrong episode. <laughs> 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 You want to go back grab that? Eric said his teeth in the car. <laughs> I'll be right back. <laughs> I ain't hear who Twan and Jason said, though. Oh. So, so I mean, you know, being a photographer, I did a lot of club photography. Yes. And in the clubs, Gucci owns the club. Yes. Gucci owns the club. However, yeah. streets, commercial and movies and stuff, Jeezy own it, bro. Like, Jeezy got, I put on for the city. I do, I do, I do. Like I can, I mean, I'm I'm not a big trap music Fame. person, so I, I I can name more Jeezy songs, but like when you play a Gucci song, but oh yeah, I remember this one. Yeah, never yeah, get yeah. the record straight. Right. Four girls love me like I'm going on, on a limit day. So you specified club, right? So before we hit record, what was I doing? I was playing a mixture of Gucci and Jeezy. You know how much harder it was to find a Gucci song that would make you just get excited. How easy it was to go play one simple song off of a Jeezy album that had everybody in here ready to. Nah, can you play that one Gucci song that I was like, oh, that's. <laughs> but you you still didn't play photo shoot. When I'm at the club, that's it's a, a photo, photo shoot. shoot. See, like, I don't, still I don't ride. know Gucci songs until they dude. come on. That shit don't ride with me, though. You tripping. Um, you but know, he's <laughs> saying it's easier to think of a it's Jeezy easy. song. So yeah. even though Gucci is more commercial, even, it's, more it's not even commercial. It's just um, that forever feeling of a song, right? Like I, Longevity and the everlasting so is... My is, president is black. I think the lyrics of this song is trash as shit. Oh, it is. The, the but the song, like, it's a song you'll never, ever forget. It's impactful. Yeah. So Gucci, with Gucci... Like, no, I'm saying the lyrics. <laughs> the lyrics is trash. Like, like quote, quote the first verse. I can't. Hello, America. Like, what the fuck? Your Ferrari you blue. My yeah, president my Lambo blue. My Lambo blue. Like, that shit, with the, the lyrics were stupid as shit. Because he was saying he was Democratic. Ooh. Come on now, drop the gym. Oh, drop on blue. So what blue. he was saying when he said rims blue too? His kids gonna vote. Oh. He vote. He voting the whole ticket. The whole ticket. She's even he trying to turn Georgia blue for years. Hey, he a visionary. Really crazy. But nah, I, like Eric, I feel like Eric hit it on the head. It's quantity over quality. Jeezy definitely is the quality. Gucci's the quantity, but. Gucci got songs that if that's why I said it's the arrangement. But speaking of quantity, let's talk about everybody we got in the room real quick. Oh yeah, most definitely, definitely got to do that. So uh, who who gonna kick it off? Uh, I mean, you know, Sekasa Asukasa, Mikasa Sukasa, whatever it is supposed to be. We back. <laughs> yes, sir. This is our Thanksgiving edition. We have a special guest in the building: the beautiful, the talented, the mixologist, the yes, Gucci me. supreme crush. Miss <laughs> <laughs> Megan of Tasteful Gatherings. Hello, hello, hello. Hey, Megan. I got my long lock wearing, Ooh. deep thought photo shoot yeah, yeah, bearing. Yeah, yeah. Deep thought, deep thought. Deep thought, deep thought. Woke man, not the second woke man, but he's one half of the woke man crew. <laughs> woke man crew, woke man crew. My boy JJ Napoleon in the building. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And I got my, of course, talented. Okay. Yes. Part time photographer, full time hustler. I agree. 
wonderfully and happily married. Aw. Yeah. Aww. 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 Yeah. I might have to end on Shout out to the wife. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh, yeah. Shout out to the wife. Hey. Homeboy. She better have my meal ready when I get home. I'm talking. <laughs> Antoine, better known as Twine Lack. You know what I'm saying? Make sure you follow him on Instagram. And I got a lot of people to introduce. Uh, coming back for the second week in a row. We ain't heard him in four months, but he here. He's ready. My boy, Andrew. Yo, Yo. what up? <laughs> And then we got the ladies. The ladies love him. Pretty fly for a fat guy under scope. Step up. Yeah, I'm in the room. Well, I ain't really, you know, on this podcast. I said I wasn't going to talk, but y'all was talking about Jeezy and Gucci. So I had to put my little input in there. But it's Mr. Pretty Fly for a Fat Guy. Mr. at 121 Dreamers. That's the Instagram. I, I need to make this clear for people. Okay. Because people be, you know, mixing up. One to one dreamers is just the Instagram. The business is called 121 Dreams, pronounced exactly like that. So if you're trying to get your podcast done, hit me up. I'm the plug in Atlanta. You know, um, yeah, I keep it 121. Nah, see, it's a new thing I came up with last night at okay. one o'clock in the morning. I keep it 100. And three times seven. Okay. For y'all okay. mathers out there. Yeah, right. Yeah. All the mathematicians in the building. <laughs> right. You got to multiply first, then add. Mm. Oh. Mm, okay. And then for the BFF Gems. crew, we got the, the other BFF in the house. The man who stole my haircut, running with it. <laughs> Give it up. Give it up for Big Real. Hey, 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 Bravo, Indigo, Golf. Matter of fact, I stole these curls straight from you, and I'm doing a lot better than you, brother. Hey, man. I don't but you do gave me the hair. inspiration to do it. I don't do my hair. I don't leave the house. I don't do my I hair. I traded in the wave for some curls. I'm feeling pretty fly about it. Not, <laughs> not pretty fly for a fat guy. Oh, no, Underscore, no underscore, but pretty fly. But we back, man. And this is... My, my homeboys podcast. podcast. Yeah. I like gonna, the way you jumped in. She there. jumped in there. Okay. All right, just in there. You comfortable? All right. Yes, sir. So let's get with it, man. What are we gonna talk about first and foremost? We gotta, we gotta big up our guests, man. Yeah, I want to talk about these drinks. Give her her flowers while she's still in this earth. We don't wait till people go on to their next life to decide to celebrate them. So you here? We brought you here for a reason. We know what you're doing is special. Tell us about what you got going on with tasteful gatherings. Tell them what's in my cup. Hey, that sounds like an empty cup to me. I'm pulling up right now. Pull up, pull up. No, thanks for having me. Happy to be kicking it with the homeboys today. Um, but me, you're wanting to know about me, Megan. My name is Megan with Tasteful Gatherings. Um, I work in marketing in the day and then... You be in these streets at night. During lunchtime hey. and after work, I'm slanging these cocktails. Trap. <laughs> That's what I'm doing. That's what I'm doing. But it started out last year when I filed for my LLC. I wanted to start a company and didn't know exactly what I wanted to do, but I gathered a group of friends similar to what I think you're doing here and just started brainstorming, flushing through what I want to do, what is my passion. I've never been you know, officially trained, but... A, I would say over probably about five to six years have just been known amongst my friend group to make the best drinks. I mean, alcoholic, non-alcoholic. I just always love the concept of um, putting together a cocktail or anything like that. Um, being creative in that process, that's been fun for me. And so 
earlier this year, I was supposed to host events with drinks. Mm. I'm bringing in the culture. This is all about bringing us as black people in elevated experiences. We like to put on a tux. We like to come in, put our little pinky in the air, hold our cocktail. So how do I bring my cocktails in a space that's elevated, unique, fun, and elegant? And COVID happened. Boom. Boom. Mm. Yeah. So I had to, word of the year, pivot. And I decided to start making cocktails and delivering them to people in Atlanta. And had to make it me. Signature. Had to make it about, you know, who I am. And so that's how Tasteful Gathering started. Because everything I do is going to be a bit bit higher level than mm. what you can get from somebody else. Mm. Talk your shit, Queen. Even for me, like, <laughs> it'll be a signature. Like, I have, you can't see it right now, but I have a special um, FDA-approved edible glitter that I use in my cocktail mm. just to add a little shimmer, add a little shake to my drinks. It's in every drink. Uh, the Sweet Like Peace Tree was my personal favorite. Sweet Like Peace So what are we tree. sipping on right now? What is this delicious concoction? Right now you're sipping on one of my cocktails that is actually made specifically for the fall. So a lot of people like mules, right? Mm -hmm. You go to a bar, you order a mule. And what I did was made a, um, I would say, a tasteful, elevated rendition of that. And I used spiced rum, ginger beer, lemon. But what I did to make it a bit different is I made an elixir. An elixir is just going to be kind of a, a small concoction that you bring together. Elements that typically don't go together, but when they come together, they're actually going to taste good. So it's almost like a potion, if, mm. if you want to think about it like that. When I hear of elixir, all I think of is family matters and a cool juice. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, think oh. I might have a little smoke coming oh. from it. I think you going to say Robitussin and <laughs> NyQuil. No, it was, it was whatever, whatever elixir. And they were like, what? And he was like, cool juice. <laughs> Tasteful juice. So I want to I wanna ask specifically your que this one question because I heard you talk about it. Uh, me, I'm a mixologist by heart as well. Mm -hmm. But you said that you studied uh, your, your quote unquote Bible was like a flavor book. Oh, yes. Yeah. So self-taught in a lot of areas around cocktails. But one book I reference a lot is called the Flavor Bible. Yes. And I think in making food and making drinks, it's all about how you pair unique flavors, but they have to balance each other. And the Flavor Bibles um almost like a a reference book that you can go in and look up one ingredient. And then there's a full list of other ingredients that pair well with that. So let's say you have rosemary in your house right now, and you want to know what goes well with that. You look up rosemary in this flavor Bible and it's going to list everything, the best meat that you should use, the best drinks, the best seasonings that pair well with that. And I use that as a reference to almost double certify why I make drinks the way I do. And I will say that of all the drinks I've tasted, they are, pleasing to the palate they're not just strong with alcohol but it's like they're they're tasteful drinks yeah yeah so. i think that's important too like all my drinks you get like i hope you're able to taste the alcohol that mm -hmm. should be the star but i think everything else should come together and like you said balance it out where you get sweet sour bitter all of that so all of those senses will be aroused yeah you got to take the, the entire tongue well, other than like uh you know spicy i don't like spicy drinks but the rest of my taste buds do that, you know. <laughs> yeah, I want to give a big up to that. That's dope. That is dope. So what is your favorite type of alcohol? Liquor. So I like them all. Um, <laughs> as a mixologist, I have to know the taste of each of them and how to make them. But my favorite cocktail. So a lot of my team members know when I travel for work, if we go to a restaurant or something, they know what drink to order me. 
And that drink is a classic cocktail. It's called an aviation. And so that drink is a gin-based drink, and it has um, creme de violet, which is a purple liqueur. So that is a probably a 20% alcohol base in it, um, and it gives you a very floral taste. So it's gin, creme de violet, lemon, maraschino liqueur, which is a mm. cherry-flavored mm. liqueur. Mm. I just peach schnapps. <laughs> <laughs> Melon liqueur. Tasteful <laughs> Gatherings does not use peach schnapps, just a disclaimer. Oh, um, okay, <laughs> premium service. Yes, pre- all premium. Oh, what's wrong with peach schnapps? I'm just playing. <laughs> I, you know, we could have an alternative. Yeah. We'll use an alternative. Um, but anyways, aviation, quick rundown. Gin, maraschino liqueur, creme de violet, um, and lemon. And that's shaken on ice, served up straight. So nice and chilled, very strong, potent drink. I'm one that I like my drinks to hit hard, really quick. So it's like a martini. Yeah, It's like a gin martini. Okay. There you go. Yeah, gin martini. Yeah, if you're talking about gin, um, I, can't, I can't do gin. But that's what's up. I, <laughs> you, you let me know you are an actual drinker. Mm-hmm. I my first drinking experience was gin, and that's when that's when I experienced what a hangover was. And I, I think I we all had that bad gin experience. When I broke into drinking, gin was our go-to thing. It was you know you hang with the homies, you're cheap, you're young. Was it Seagram or was it, it Seagram? Seagram extra dry, the gallon. You get 20, $15, 20 dollars get everybody nice and right. Just OJ, we're nothing extras with it. We was it was burning. The esophagus. I mean, gin and juice, like right. boom. Why That's it. Always the first. It's thing. the cheapest thing. Why? Nah, it's the cheapest stuff. But yeah, it, for top for that cheap. for that much yeah. top for the quantity cheap. though, that you get a gallon for less than twenty dollars back then. Mm-hmm. You got six people drink out the same bottle. Nigga, smell like a straight juniper berry the next day. <laughs> <laughs> you, I really would encourage people to try gins because there's so many elevated different gins now, and right. gin is such a strong staple um, alcohol in the European market as well. They mm-hmm. always are big on gin and tonics, and so you have all of these new, almost local made gins that are coming about that have that floral essence. But then a lot of people don't like that, and so they're bringing oh, in more of like tiny. fruits and grapefruits and things like that. Yeah. So, would you consider a gin and tonic a masculine drink? I think gin and tonic is very similar to a, you know, a vodka soda. I mean, I think, I don't think it's very feminine. Neutral, all right. Yeah, it's very neutral. What about a Tom Collins? I don't Ooh. think that's feminine. Is that your question? I, I actually, no, do you think it's masculine or feminine? You had to choose. What's, what's a Tom Collins? Shit. <laughs> <laughs> a, a, a Tom Collins is pretty much, you ever had, what's that, what's the Arnold Palmer? Yeah. yeah, it's yeah. like Arnold Palmer with liquor. Like it's yeah. I I the first time I had a Tom Collins, I was like, I don't know who this guy is, but he must have been fucking lit. Okay, <laughs> I don't know. I didn't know I was on a cruise, and I felt like I was that guy because I was saying, "Give me a Tom Collins." Oh, <laughs> yeah. is up. I was feeling myself. So, top top deck had to. So top, I have a tip had, for that. Had to merge. Had to, had to taco meat out. <laughs> See, old fashioned's a good drink for guys, but I have a tip for that. I think it is totally fine for guys to order quote feminine drinks. If you want a sangria, there is nothing wrong with that. What I will say is, you can always ask your bartender, "Hey, I want a sangria, but you, can you change that to a short glass? I don't want that in that a tall exactly, wine glass with a stem." Oh, that is exactly what I do. So yeah. I I went through a sidecar stage, which a sidecar is essentially is a Hennessy martini. And I'm like, look, don't give me no martini glass right. with the sword and the umbrella and stuff. <laughs> put 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 the sidecar in a, right. in a regular sniffner or something. You know, you know. 
Um, but so that is fun. You can so basically you get the, whatever drink. So I pull out some of the premium glasses right now. So I don't. I don't think the drink emasculates you. I think the glass does. You That's know, about to get at how the glass looks in your hand, right? Because <laughs> how, if you got a straw, is it like the one with the straw that bends over? Like that's gay. If your straw, you if your like straw these, bends over, you you're sound gay. like these people. <laughs> Jason sound like these people on Instagram talking about men can't order brunch or eat appetizers because they gay. Like yeah, you know like you can't say that. Hey, like, come on, my straw it's bends. A, come on, it's a joke. I'm it's sorry. I, apparently, you like your straws bent. I don't drink out straws. Apologize. Lipping glass. I'll joke. Side, I was a joke for all of our listeners. I'm not homophobic, and if like, however you like your straws, however, you can't be a thug drinking if out you of like straw. Though, you know what I'm saying? I'm a cute fool searching for the straw. There's nothing gangster about sipping out of straws, bro. Ain't no scissor coming in those straws. <laughs> it, it also goes the other way. Like I have a lot of female friends who order what you guys would think a masculine drink. Like an old fashioned or a. I got a cousin that drink Hennessy, and they were like, oh my God. I'm like, wait, wait, we grew up on Hennessy. Our grandfather mm. gave us Hennessy. What's wrong with her drinking Hennessy? Nothing. Scotch. Sure. I know a, a female friend. I can scotch, scotch neat. Yeah, I, I, re- mm-hmm. I have more respect for their yep. powder than they do the Scotch neat. Scotch, really? So, Jen, you got some heavy hitting <laughs> friends, man. I'm just going to say. Hey, that. they learn from the best. Oh. <laughs> Tonight, they get messed up. <laughs> it's going down. <laughs> I do have one question. Okay. Okay. So you you mentioned earlier about your uh, family coming from Belize and Central America. So how are you able to incorporate that unique culture into what you're doing with the drinks? Oh, that's why you come back. Levels. That's why we need you here, Andrew. Levels. That's why you're supposed to be here. Talk your shit, King. Ask some questions. Be questions. I love that question because I think my parents influence everything I do to the point of being an entrepreneur. It it is truly about my parents and their fight to come to America to have offspring and have them have a better life. So for me, it's always important to talk about that story and those flavors in Belize. Okay. My follow up was going to be to that was, well, since you just touched on the last part, the, um, I guess the theme coming to America to have a better life because my family is originally from Jamaica. So, mm-hmm. granted, I know a lot of immigration goes on, and that's like the frame of thought. Because I went back to Jamaica probably, well, I went this summer, and I went back in like 2018. And going back there in 2018, comparison, comparison to when I was out there, I guess last time I was out there, I was like 20. Mm-hmm. So, my perception and per- pers- perspectives of things have like changed. Have you gone back to Belize? recently in any way do you mm-hmm. view it different than say looking it through child eyes because you're more now looking at as a child you're looking through the country as your parents mm-hmm. what they're showing you but me going back now as an adult i got things working on now i'm seeing it through my peer view and i have my comparison now as america in my adulthood do you notice or see any differences Absolutely. So for me, um, I lived there for a a bit over a year when I was younger. So I I still have the views in my head of what Belize looked like then. We lived at my aunt's home. um, And for Belize culture, like where we live and who we are, we, we actually had a strong name. And we and like we had a nice house for Belize. Like okay. there's electricity, like there's a water pump. I mean, it we live pretty well in Belize. And so for me as a young kid, like I felt like I was living on top of the world. I have yeah. a veranda, we have a yeah, mango tree, a lime tree, yeah. everything's good. And I still remember those vivid thoughts, but I've been back a few times since I've been 
above the age of 18 and you really have put things in perspective to realize like, wow, my parents lived here and they live so much differently than our privilege in the United States. Mm. Uh, see, see, when I started going back in my adulthood to me, the thing I noticed in comparison is more ownership was down there. And I didn't see the ownership at the time because mm-hmm. you can rent somewhere in the States. Nice, but you won't necessarily own it. Even right. when I'm talking in like, looking at say you got a mortgage or something it was like outright owned and one thing i noticed when i went out there this summer i only saw like one white person after seeing (laughs) thousands of people and that hit me different now as an adult than it necessarily would have hit me like i was a kid i wouldn't have noticed Mm -hmm. i would have picked up i think jamaican belize are very different though so your experience in jamaica is gonna be very different belize is a melting pot in central america so we were owned by the brits For a while, and we were that country that was almost outcasted from Latin America. There's a struggle with Belize of, are you black enough? Are you are you Latina enough? And we're right. we're kind I of that country that. that's been shunned. So when you go to Belize, you see Asians, Indians. It's yeah. this huge melting pot. And our primary language, primary primarily language is actually English. And so for me, when I go back there, it's this crazy melting pot. And my mom actually brings up. To your other reference of sometimes if she would have stayed in Belize, she would almost be living at a higher quality of life than if she's here in the United States. So going back to your point of ownership and kind of loyalty and priorities, back home still has that. She's here now in the States and she has this view of, you know, sometimes she's like, did I come here for this? You know, so it's kind of a hard reality. But she thankfully she looks at me, my brother, and she says, you know what? We did good. We, we made the right decision. The reason. Yeah. Hmm. I, being a, from born in America per se. I can't exactly relate, but I can. So like my, my family from a small county outside of Richmond, Virginia called uh, Amelia County and they own their lands, even though, uh, even though it's not, you know, it is what you would call hood or poor, but like they own that land. My great grandfather, popcorn, he would kill a pig and serve it to us. You know what, mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like he, he, he raised and kept up the food that he ate most of the time. He really didn't go to the grocery store for much. But we were like, man, popcorn live here is, you know, I don't want to be there too long. But then we rent apartments and rent houses and, you know, smaller, Throw bigger cities, you know. <laughs> so so I, I get that that pride in that ownership is definitely there. It's rooted, absolutely. That's deep. Um, of course, I'm also born in America. I can't relate. But just even perspective, like I was born in New York, right? So I'm, I'm a native New Yorker, but I'm not a New Yorker, right? I'm, I'm a Georgia. I'm a Georgia boy, right? You're a Georgia Yankee. You can do it that way. I'm, I'm I'm strictly Georgia at this point. I have outside of family. I don't really rep New York. And looking back at my mother's decision, I think she made the right decision moving her two boys down to the south and raising us. And looking at like my life track and my my brothers, the way he went through, like I think it could have been worse. The decisions we made as young adults, I've made some poor decisions. But I think just being down here in the south and having the southern hospitality rooted in me compared to being in that fast-paced city life was definitely def- the best mm-hmm. decision. And like, even right now, I got two kids. You know, when you, when you make those decisions on relocating, you just don't realize how much the impact is going to create, especially if they are, like, my son's about to be 12. Happy birthday, by the way, son, by the time this episode come out. <laughs> um, he's about to be 12. So just packing up and moving anywhere. I'm taking away from what he knows, his friends, his family, the connection he's built, his familiarity with the school system, like it's so much that goes into those decisions. Like when your mother made that decision to come to America, when your your family made a decision to come here, they're doing it. It's truly, truly planned out. 
<sighs> Are you crying? I'm not. Crying. I am. <laughs> it must be the liquor. Is there, is there onions in here? <laughs> on another note, some of this glitter from this drink got in your mustache, Jason. <laughs> Look like you was at a strip club all night last night. <laughs> <laughs> Motor like a mother. <laughs> this is truly my homeboy's podcast. <laughs> so I got a good question for you, right? Okay. This is off the top of the head. All right, for first, it's a two part. Number one, what goes into your thought process of making a drink? When you create the title, the ingredients, the presentation, walk us through that. So the way I've been doing my drinks and my drink menu is it's all about theme. Um, seasonality and culture. So I look at a few things of what is going to influence this new drink I'm making. People is number one. Um, most of you know me, a few of you I've met for the first time, but I'm a big connector. I'm a big person that likes to draw out energy from people. Mayor of Atlanta, yes. <laughs> not, not right now, but we'll talk about <laughs> not, not, not yet. <laughs> um, but for me, I really look at people and what are they yearning for? What is culture talking about from a flavor standpoint? And how can I connect that back to something that's classic? that is rooted in the cocktail culture. And really the flavor Bible is a great reference for me. I always like to balance out what is happening in culture, what flavors people are talking about liking, but also matching that with research, science, and test and trial. So right now it's the fall time frame. So what do we like in fall? Apple, cinnamon, mm. all that fall flavor Pumpkin for spice. things. Pumpkin spice. Well, you don't get mm. your basic. <laughs> is it sweet potato pie or pumpkin? Just tell me now. I ain't never ate pumpkin pie. Like Bernie okay. Mac said. Set the record straight. <laughs> Set it straight. But you, but you had that poutine pie, job. So, all right, so that makes sense. So the second part of the question was, like, you, you've been able to absorb our vibe for a couple hours now. If you had to make a homeboy's podcast drink, Ooh. what is it and why? Ooh, Ooh, on the spot. Mm -hmm. On the spot. No Bible with you. you what it. I would do is I would actually give you guys um, an opportunity to make your own drink. Y'all all seem like you're very independent and you think differently. So what I would do is set up an old-fashioned bar. So a typical old-fashioned is bitters, something sweet, and water. So what you can do is have, you know, you can have some different bourbons. You can have some different sweeteners, some different syrups, and then you have different bitters. There's so many different bitters flavors um, that you can bring in, you know, there's a cardamom bitters that I've been trying. There's a cherry bitters. So I will let you guys make your own drink. I like so if you like a certain flavor, you would add that in because an old fashioned is simple. You can't mess it up too bad, but you can play around with the flavor. So I would set up a full bar for you guys and you can kind of have a homeboys gathering and everybody can make their own old fashioned. Boom. Mic drop. Ooh. Well, you hit it on the head with the bourbon. So like, yeah, I when, yeah mm -hmm. you had me at bourbon. But what I like mm -hmm. is how she didn't answer the question, but she <laughs> put it back on us. I wouldn't make you guys a drink. I make you make your own drink. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Do it yourself. <laughs> I don't want to get messed up. Y'all don't, don't like what I choose with y'all. Spit the shit out. You know? yeah. Start asking it's a bunch of questions. <laughs> I'll monitor how you make it. I'll help you there. Well, I, I had a question. My question is, so a lot of times people think about wine and stuff pairing with meals and stuff like that. Are there any cocktails that pair well or a quintessential, quintessential pairing of cocktails and meals? That is a very good question. So how about you tell me your meal, give me a meal, and then in my head I will put a cocktail with it. Well, you know, you're a Gucci fan. Let's say uh, lemon, lemon pepper, pepper wings and a freeze So lemon pepper wings, I'm definitely going to brown liquor. I'm going to brown liquor, and I actually might lean into that and maybe do like a Hennessy margarita. Yes, I love a Hennessy margarita. Um, just, just take out Hennessey. the tequila, 
add Hennessy. But y'all mm. also want to make sure you add like a Grand Marnier or like a Cointreau to kind of elevate that Hennessy. That's just more liquor, guys. So I could see a Hennessy margarita going along with that. So Lemon pepper wings. What's a Cointreau? It's essentially orange liqueur. Just like orange a, liqueur. Uh, Oh. Just like grandma. Come on, homeboy. I'm a drinker. He, 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 you know, he know his love shit. It. Yeah. You put me on it, bitters. I wasn't with that bitter yeah, shit. I like, used a grenadine, but I went on that bitter shit. Yeah, yeah, he put me on some water too. Like it sounds crazy. So yeah, it's, it's, it's this Kentucky um it's a Kentucky bourbon water. You just put a couple of drops in your bourbon when you're drinking it straight. It enhances the the minerals inside the bourbon and it elevates the spirit and Ooh. makes it more potent. So it's not really I like water. That. It, no, it is water. It's legit. So what it is, the science behind it is that the water they use to make the bourbon, they use that same water and sell it. So with the the TDS, which is like the total d- dissolved uh, solids in the water, like the the elements, like you know, like mm-hmm. I don't want to say mercury, but like magnesium <laughs> and calcium, Helium, all that hydrogen, stuff. When those calcium, Neon, when the, when those, when those multivitamins and shit. Right, right. So when those when those uh, when those elements get with the elements inside the bourbon. That stuff inside of bourbon got liquor attached to it, alcohol attached to it, so it just like gives it more and flavor magnesium. and just make it more boom. It almost like oh, it sounds like it's opening up the molecules of there liquor, if that makes sense. See? Almost like how you aerate wine mm, and yeah. kind of open it up and swirl it mm, and do all that stuff. Precisely. I think that's what this product <laughs> is doing. So thank you for telling me about that. I think that's pretty dope. I got a bottle at the house. I'll let you hold some. You know. So this is like special water. I can't just go buy this. At yeah, the it's store. like no, I, I legit water. bought it off Amazon. It was, I was like, like Amazon got everything. Like four or five, maybe seven dollars. And you get 32 ounces, and you only need three drops to drink at max. That's dope. And it brings everything out. Bro, I'm telling and you. And it's water. So, so what happens if you, you just drink it? Just regular. So what, what I do, I t- when I gave it to Napoleon, I said, I sipped the bourbon. He sipped the bourbon. He was like, yeah, I like this. I was like, mm-hmm. add three drops. No more than three. He added three drops. I said, now sip the bourbon again. It tasted different. Totally different drink. Next episode. Mm-hmm. I and he that. was, matter of fact, it was the, the Young King Hill. Young King Hill. And he, that, why you think uh, Eric was so thrilled that episode? Eric, Eric was I made gone. drops, yeah. <laughs> Eric was like, I'm a, I'm a, bloop, bloop, bloop. I'm like, all right, Eric. He was like, shout. <laughs> I love y'all, man. <laughs> Hey, man. You know, you know when the homeboys know. say they start telling each other they love each other. Oh, yeah. y'all a little tipsy. <laughs> y'all a little tipsy. I love you, man. So my question, um, <laughs> what is your favorite drink that you made so far? That I've made for tasteful gatherings. Yes, Ooh. I know my favorite drink. My favorite drink I think I've made is a spiced pomegranate margarita. I know you don't like spice. It wasn't that bad though. I, I had it. You had the you spice had with the bitterness spice, of pomegranate. Pomegranate Ooh, margarita. That sounds like margarita. Margarita. Yeah. yeah, I'm thinking about this in my head. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it does sound. And good. I think what makes it different also is that um, there is a lemon sage syrup that is used to sweeten the drink. It's not just a simple syrup. So what did you name that one? Spiced pomegranate margarita. Oh my bad. What was the uh, <laughs> what was the Miami thing? Ooh. The one you had the uh, the one with the Miami title. Uh, it was sweet like Peachtree, and then it was. Uh, um, I think that was like a Ocean market. Drive vibe. There you go, Ocean Drive. You go to Miami, everybody got to pull Ocean up on Ocean Drive. Drive. Absolutely, you, you got to pull up on Ocean Drive. So when you think Miami, you think you think rum, you think tropical, and so that drink went pretty good because I used guava. I used guava and mint, very connected mm. to Miami, the Cuban culture, and then made kind of that rum punch that you want, but it made you feel like you was in Miami. Put a little mm-hmm. umbrella in it, boom. For some reason, like I grew chest hair when I was drinking it. Strong like that. Had his Cuban accent out of nowhere. Yeah, yeah muchacho. <laughs> Can I get another cup, please? <laughs> and it had sparkles in it. 
Oh, uh, this is a good question about Sparkle. So this shit don't come out like. Oh my god! <laughs> what does it? Does it? Does it there's a glitter where you wipe. That, that is none of my business to answer. <laughs> Try it out. Let me know. Real life homeboy question. You gotta find out. <laughs> we are with the homeboys. Nah, that's dope. Hey, so I gotta change the pace. Um, that's a good question. And I had a discussion amongst several people. I put it out there in the universe about breadwinners and relationship. Oh, uh, so we since we have three homegirls, well, two homegirls, and three fellas right now on the mic. Let's find out the perspective on. What is like if the male, like us men, if your woman's making more money and as a woman, do you feel superior or feel in the way if you're the breadwinning relationship? Yeah, so who going first? That's the I'll crank it up. I've been there. All right, so I've been married. <clears throat> I've had the the, um, the ex-wife level up, catch a nice job, catch a great pay rate. I wasn't mad at it. Stun on your motherfucker. No, <laughs> she didn't, but she didn't change how she approached it. I wasn't like, damn, broke ass nigga. She wasn't looking, <laughs> she wasn't looking down at me like, you so fucking broke. Like, she, she, she it stayed the same way. I kept my responsibility. Ain't like I started shifting shit over her. Like, well, you making extra money. You need to take care of this motherfucking snap. We weren't doing that. I ain't gonna lie. I was thinking that though. <laughs> hey, babe, rent due on the I'll first. I was waiting for the offer. Like, oh shit. I gotta pay the, pay the rent. No, no. <laughs> wink, wink. <laughs> <laughs> on the websites showing you about to pay the bill in her face and shit. Like, oh, that's what I'm gonna pay today. But nah, um, and the perfect wording for this is: hey, as long as she's not making you feel like lesser of a man, and she's not emasculating you. It, there you go. But also another thing: it does d- depend on how much more we talk about. <laughs> Let's be honest. Yeah. Like if you make it double what I'm getting, uh, I, so I was just binging one on one on uh, Netflix. And there's an episode where um, great show, it is. I forget how ahead it of his time. It's an episode where they had like an Oprah Winfrey type character trying to date Flex, and she offered him a job, uh, one point five million dollars a year just to be her, you know, public relation manager, aka her boyfriend. He was like, I can't do it. I can't do it. Like you're not gonna pay me to be your boyfriend. So, I mean, because she's a multi millionaire, she wanted you to be the stepman. You gonna do that, Jay? Yeah, yeah. I, I miss those values. I remember watching one on one, but those values were not instilled in me. I will um, play my Oprah, role to if the you're team. listening. You know? <laughs> Listen, I will play my role to the team. Dinner be ready every night. Right, house will be cleaned up Look nonstop. I, I want to know how much. How much more is she like making? So is the substantial. We're really putting a number on this. No, no it's it, two it, ways. It, it is a two parter. Okay. It has. It has to be because she's making like five percent more than me. I'm gonna be like, no. all right. I said my situation wasn't like it was probably between five to ten percent range, um, and that was temporary. I'll make sure I put that clear. You know, yeah. all right. um, temporary. But if if the, if it was substantially more, that's where the issue comes. In. So the, when we answer this question, let's think about an extreme part. You're making double of what he's getting. Or hell, that's right. He don't even have a job. So think about it that way. That mindset where he don't have shit to bring. You're the breadwinner all together, or you're just making double. That's that's terrible shit. That that's terrible. Of course, that guy's going to make nothing. Should do nothing. He shouldn't even be in that situation. If the girl, if she's making, if the woman's making more than you, but you still have your own, that that's the whole crux of the situation. Because if I have my own, she's not going to be able to boss me around to a certain extent, or I should acquiesce to whatever she says. Now, if I don't have nothing and she's providing everything, of course I gotta act like a little bitch. Yes, <laughs> 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 master. <laughs> but if I have my own, like, well, whatever, because you leave, I still have this, and I like what I got. So there's a difference, I think. 
Okay. So let me step in here because I, I'm breaking this down in my head. And this is an interesting conversation because I'm not in a relationship. I'm not married, never been married. She's but single. Hello. So our, uh, DMs um, wide open. <laughs> DMs wide open. Instagram. The gym uh, is find open. Find me at Megan <laughs> underscore 10. The 10 means dime. Oh. Oh. Talk your stuff, queen. Talk your stuff, queen. And she okay. is fine as hell. I'm sorry. Keep going. Okay. <laughs> but what I want to go back to is what what's important to me when I do find that person is roles. I think roles in a relationship are, are important. And you had said that word before, kind of knowing your role. And so I think. Once I do get to that point, it's a conversation to make sure that we understand each other's roles and that there is, if there's any insecurity that it's addressed, because I could be making 50% more than him, but if his role is stepping up, doing more in the home or doing more in a certain space with our business, maybe that we have together, I think there just has to be a balance in understanding each other's roles. So again, I'm not there yet to make a clear answer on the money mm. piece, but I think when I do get there, it's like, look, we need to sit down and understand, like if I'm making a million, I'm gone every day. What you doing at the crib? What are you doing to build our business together, et cetera? So since you're not there yet, would you date a dude that you're making 50% more than? Would it be a consideration? How much potential oh, does the man have to have? Hold on, hold on, hold on. Before you drop in this DL, you know what I'm saying? Can he make half of what you make, Megan? I think if we're just dating, at what point do I know how much he's making? So hopefully I can meet someone and he doesn't have a sticker that says, Megan, I make... 20 grand a year, I'm a bum, you know, before I can get to know you're him. You're not necessarily a bum if you make 20 grand a you're year. You're not. I've been you're not. there. You're working on it. You're working on it. Hopefully. I just I got don't a raise. Wanna... <laughs> <laughs> you're angry and upset if you walk. Yeah. I would Depending hope I'm in a age. place that I'm not judging someone or at least able to get to know them based upon how much they're making. Yeah, I was. I mean, you also got to put in perspective. 20 grand in, in Enterprise Alabama is different than 20 grand in, in Atlanta. Or LA. Because, like, you know, 20 out. grand go a long way in Enterprise. 20 grand, you just enough to be broke in Atlanta. You know what I'm saying? Shoot, you in, you in Elba, Alabama, that's next to Enterprise. I mean, you might be a boss. For See? Real. See? Elba? See? Are you trying to move oh. back to Alabama? The answer is no. All right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> That's settled. So 20 grand ain't working with her, Oh, Sharda moved we got, up. We got someone stepping up to the table. My illustrious, successful, beautiful best friend, Sharda McClendon. Okay. Hey. Okay, okay, okay. Full okay. government. Hello, everybody. Um, stage name is actually Lala. Oh. Okay. Oh. Um, so as somebody who is happily married um, to a king, my black king, mm. I was a queen. Because black men don't cheat. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. I would say for myself, Honestly, it is not a big deal if I would happen to make more money than my man because there's so much to a relationship beyond income. You have mm. emotional needs. You mm -hmm. have physical needs. Mm. You have spiritual needs. Yes. You have tangible needs in the house. And so if he's hitting on all cylinders outside of that income. And that need for that PS5. You need that. Yes. Well, we're going to talk about that later. But um, <laughs> if he's... I would ask, how much would you sacrifice to get all those others covered outside of his income? Like, what would you dock from his pay for that? If if my That's husband wanted to be a stay-at-home husband and make no money, and he was hitting on everything else, I would be happy. Yep. Promise the guy. If I was making enough money to sustain the household, he don't have to bring in no money. Talk that stuff, queen. Mm -hmm. I second that. This goes to the part of every man's not will is not worthy of being followed. So if they're not checking off boxes the right way, there's no need to submit to this. Right. I mean, because right. money. I mean, 
in, in which I tell people, like, I grew up, in comparison, I grew up poor. Yeah, I remember years my mom didn't have a job, but we didn't lack for anything. I remember, you had, every day. The, I remember you had those shoes where your, your toes were hanging out. <laughs> <high school. laughs> I never had those. Never. I never. My mom, my girl. No, no, we grew up poor. I said, listen to it. We look. We grew up financially poor, but we never lacked for anything. Mm. You know, there's a difference. You can have money and still have nothing. Mm-hmm. Yes. Think okay. about it. Think, money, think, no, think, no, think about it. Think about all these athletes who who don't have anything. They go bankrupt. They sign million dollar contracts, and then they agent take ten million dollars, and they don't have a dime to the name. They're working at Win Dixie. Matter of fact, the dude from uh the dude from the Cosby Show was working at Starbucks because he had nothing. So so uh, you can you can grow up poor and lack for nothing like I did. Mm-hmm. So it's not the quote unquote dollars. You know what I'm saying? If you bring stuff to the table, you don't need the money. Uh, can I jump in here? Real oh yeah, quick? go ahead, entrepreneur. Right. Uh, yeah, thank you. Uh, I think it's very important that we have like, well, since this is relationship talk, that we have married people uh, speak more on topics because I think I think in our culture, what we see is a lot of single people speaking on what they would and what they would not do. And like I, I always run into this in talking to people about their preferences. Like, you know, a person can be gung ho about their preference, but it's like you're not married. You don't know what works. Like you and and you shouldn't really cling hard to what your opinion is because your opinion got you to where you are right now. Not yep. saying that that everybody has crossed paths with the perfect person, but in most circumstances, like when you're in a relationship, you have a big part in the disconnect in that relationship sometimes. Yeah. As a married woman, I would totally agree. Like when I was single, I was always like, no, my man has to make more money than me. And like, I want a baller, blah, blah, blah. But after mm. marriage and seeing all the other needs, that had to be fulfilled in that marriage, and he was able to do that. Like, the money thing was just, that's yeah. a nice to yeah, have. It's that's a cherry a, on top. Exactly. There's so much yeah. more important. There's so much more important shit. Well, well, but you, you're, you're, you're also single and not married. So, the, again, that's the point that, that's the point that I'm making. Like, yeah. if, if you, like, you have to understand as a human being if you're not where you want to be as a human being, whether it be relationship or anything, like you have to, you have to kind of let your ego take a back seat mm-hmm. to your openness to find whatever you want to have in life. Because in most circumstances, when you grow to that point, just like you just said specifically, when you get to the point where you marry and then you start experiencing all of these things that are never spoken of, then it's like, damn. I was I was talking all this shit. I was so passionate about this shit, but it didn't matter anyway. You don't know what you don't know until you know it. I mean, right. until you get to that point, you don't know anything about an experience because you've never experienced it. Right. And so I think that's why my answer is very level laned. I, I think with what that. you were asking, where it's like, eh, we'll see when we get there how I feel. Honestly. I'm, I'm gonna let you get the seat in a second, but I'm still talking. Okay. No, I'm, I'm, okay. I'm, I'm, I'm just fucking with you. I'm just fucking with you. But the other the other thing that. Um, I wanted to say, like, I think in, especially in the black community, like, we have to really, like, take the pulse of this state and time. Like, black women are the highest earners out of, like, 
and the most educated, most educated in, in this country in any demographic. So and they be thick too. <laughs> and they be fine. Like, like, like for real though, black women are popping right now. So Period. it's like that doesn't mean she's gonna be making that doesn't that doesn't granted with all the statistics, that doesn't mean you're gonna be talking to one who's making more than you or she's doing all of that. Well, as a as you're a you're just going off the probability or more likely. So let, let, let's talk real life examples. As a recently married guy, uh my beautiful black queen. Has a PhD, so she's more educated mm, than me. Mm, okay. yes, By paperwork. Yes. I am talking about myself, and she makes more money than me. Right. So I I was always, you know, I'm a I'm a I'm a supply, you know, I'm a I'm gonna pay all the bills, I'm gonna do all this. And when she moved in, I've been living in this apartment, you moved into my house, I'm paying all these bills. And then she was like, nah, I don't need you to support me. We splend this. And so we legit and I, I remember having this like I I sat back from the argument, I was like, what type of woman do I have? Well, I'm trying to pay all her bills and meet all her needs. And she's like, no. And that's, <laughs> that's, that's also a part of why I'm saying what I'm saying. Because as a, as a black man. You don't know what you get into until you, yeah. Right. And, and as a black man who is, it's extremely important to me to be married one day and find a wife. Like in having, being around so many women, I, I get an opportunity to sit back and actually learn what black women need because I'm going to marry a black woman or a melanated woman. So, and... Melon, the diaspora, we all got a, a, a certain experience. So... Uh, <laughs> but anyway, I just being able to sit back, like, from my perspective, I've always grown up the same way, feeling like I got to pay all the bills. Like, that's my role as a man. It's like, shit, the, the type of women I'm attracted to, like, they do, they, they're kind of in the same lane I'm in as entrepreneurship, but they way better than it at me. Like, <laughs> like on, some, on some real shit. So it's just some shit. Like, I might be the feet rubbing nigga. Like, <laughs> I, might, I might be the back rubbing hey. nigga. I might be, <laughs> nigga, I might be the cheerleader. You know what I'm saying? The feet rubbing nigga. Hey, men learn how to cook, too. Now, I, I can oh, cook. I can cook in everything. Yes. Like, that's cook. That, that's one thing I used to be like. Hopefully she can cook. But if I can cook better than her, just stay the fuck out of the kitchen. Ooh. We shouldn't well, have both. Well, it's interesting like in the Belize in the Belizean culture women are the lead of the household so women lead in um, jobs they lead in maintaining the household financially and the men actually take a back step that is the entire culture so I see my dad and he cooks the majority of the dinners he makes sure the house is kept you know but he also works a day job listen rolls <laughs> I'm 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 woke man woke man because I I yeah that's me <laughs> If we if we want to be real, like real, real, America got shit fucked up. Like that's why, <laughs> like they do, yeah. like like. And I mean, we don't as. And I'm not saying this. I'm a strong as opinionated, passionate black man. Like I'm very intelligent, but I also know that when it when I put myself up against a woman, like you guys are creators. You go through so much more. As 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 women, <laughs> but anyway, he he mad because he you know he ain't he ain't got to that point in himself as a man where you get because the way you're talking is almost like you're trying to like, in the mic in the mic the way you're talking is almost like you're downing yourself like you haven't achieved a 
achieved as much as said person before, was speaking of. Before you respond. You're almost assuming that the person you're talking to has achieved more than you, which in my head doesn't reflect like a lot of self-confidence. Before you respond, that, highly the difference in y'all's opinion is your upbringing and your culture that you were raised in. Man. So like, what, what do you, before I assume, I know yeah. you said on the episode, what what um, nationality do you represent and embrace? Oh, definitely Jamaican. America don't love black Exactly. People. So Jamaican culture of a man is different from possibly a man who grew up in the South. But still, oh, even 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 if we take that on the table, like I'm I'm only saying this because of of like my desire to be the best me that I can be. Like this ain't this is not a lack of confidence. This is actually being able to reflect on on one again, they call me woke man for a reason. Like a conflict between black women and black men is that women say that we don't show up for them, right? We can't support black women. We can't uplift black women. And it's like I'm in this conversation, I'm more so uplifting the black women who listen to this podcast and who are sitting across the table from me. I'm not taking a shot at myself because I know who the fuck I am. Like I know how strong of a man I am. I know I'm an entrepreneur. I choose to be all of these things because I believe in myself. So I, it's not, it's not even me comparing myself to a woman. These are just, these are just facts that exist in America. And these are facts that show up in nature that women, or even if you go to freaking animals, like, the female species of animals generally are the the species that Dominant. that like they're the hunters and they're the gatherers. Mm-hmm. We as men have allowed in 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 trying to do white culture and trying to embrace white culture. Like we we have allowed our ego to supersede what nature says. So that's a part of a lot of our conflict. So. Again, Andrew, what I'm saying to you is not downing myself. That shit is just acknowledging what happens in nature and pushing that to the forefront of the conversation versus saying, let my ego say, I can chop more wood than both of you women. Like, that shit is irrelevant. And we might chop the wood smarter. Right. So. That shit is irrelevant, or though. Or pay somebody to is do it, it for wrong? Or pay somebody to do it. <laughs> so, is it wrong for me to be like, I need to see I need to see you chop this wood better than me prior to assuming it? Why, the, the point is, why are we having a conversation about chopping wood? That's the... That's what I, but, but, as long as the wood right, chop. Right. But I brought it up, but I brought it up as an example of information that doesn't need to come in a conversation. We're not having... Like, if, if I'm talking about black woman and black man relationship, I don't need to talk about who's stronger. I don't need to... Like, I don't need to have a conversation about power because... I know my own strength, so let's talk about the things in conversation that we need to actually talk about, like saying the things that I said, which uplift black women, you know, mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. acknowledging the fact that we need to continue to have those conversations. We need to put our ego aside and really re uh, <laughs> re uh, <laughs> The producer with a headphone on. Fucking up. Listen. It's a new phone, man. Oh, oh, yeah. <laughs> Brand new phone. Oh, so new phones don't come with vibrators. It's one day old. <laughs> listen. 
Yeah. Hey, my old phone though. When I got here, I checked and I turned the ring His off. Old, <laughs> he said, "Oh, so he got two phones." I said, "You heard that flex?" My old phone. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. We talking about money. I ain't had to put my money out there at all. Easy you money. You know what I'm saying? I do got two phones. Two. One for the plug phones. and one for the load. Hey, <laughs> listen, he got a grill too. Listen, oh, I brought man. up this subject. Y'all had some great commentary. Look, opinions are opinions. Everybody has one like an asshole. I'm going to close this topic out because this shit can go on forever, right? Well, ever, what, about a, ever, what, 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 what about an aside and we just close this out then open it up and then have more conversation? We can, but I want to get this expression because I'm the only person at the table who's had uh, both sides of the spectrum. I've, okay. I've been single, I've been married, I'm back single. You had some heels. So I got in it and I got out, right? You know, the marriage was supposed to be till, till death do us part. It didn't work out that way. And I have no ill feelings towards her. Me and her are actually great friends at this point. As a man, when you get married, your mindset has to be completely non-egotistic. Like, you can't have gender roles. Like, that, the logic that you're speaking right now, like, gender roles. I never... It, no, it's not what you're saying, but it's what you're implying. Like the meaning, the male shouldn't do oh, it, this, it do that. It depends on the means and, and, and what you have. That's what I was implying oh, to, to define it. The two people together should define what they should be doing. Yeah, I get that you. That can't be defined until they get together. The money won't make a relationship. If, it, if, your, if your relationship's founded off of this man makes X, Y, Z, and he's taking care of home financially, but he's not giving her the happiness to... The loving, the care, being spending the quality time, the affection, the physical that woman touch. Just want to be miserable. That's what she wanted to be a trophy wife, right? But at the same time, you wanted you wanted a toy at home. You didn't want a spouse. You didn't want an equal. Mm-hmm. You wanted something you could play with, <gasps> her, throw away, put put up in the cabinet when you're done. Damn right. I, I uh, well, uh, I feel like everybody relationship is different. It depends on what you want. Hard. It depends on what you want. Y'all keep cutting this man off on his. Depends on what you want. Because now, like, I'm two years divorced, so I, I've been single. Like this, I know we're in pandemic, but I've been enjoying. Myself, right? <laughs> not like recklessly but let's put out yeah. some of that pandemic I get tested Play. weekly I'm making yeah. sure I'm not bringing nothing back I think I had I think I had it back what type of test we talking about I got, I, that of. test too I got, when we pull weekly? that up shit, that shit that's recent weekly both of them weekly though weekly you get it in like that so VIB and HIV all the motherfuckers I look I saw a meme the other day they were saying this is waiting for the election results to come in it's like waiting for your STDs <laughs> I said nigga I was sweating my motherfucking ass I wait for that notification to pop up Shit but the, the point was um, I finally realized like what, what what am I bringing to the fucking table For these women man Nothing absolutely nothing In your eyes like, You know these listen I, I really had to come to like a who's who with myself Like man I had to completely stop trying to be available for people Until I could fix myself And Financially, emotionally, physically, mm-hmm. spiritually, spiritually, mentally, all this just had to fall in order. Before I, I'm still like as too broke, so make a I fix. fixed it, but I'm not even where I want to be, right? Mm-hmm. So I can't give myself to anybody at this point. If I'm giving, if I allow somebody to have me at this point, I'm settling, and they're getting a an eighty percent version of J. Eighty percent is not gonna get us to the, to right, the problem. Is, land. Yo, you are speaking truths, my king. Like, yo, I rock man. with it. I like yo, it. Oh, this, 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 this is my, this is my homeboy Eric BFL speaking right here. You know. What I'm <laughs> <laughs> hey man, that's a, that's definitely a high note. And with that being said, I, I want to see final thoughts. I want to end on that because you got everybody thinking. You know what I'm saying? We all snapping our fingers and whatnot. I'm ready in the moment, so I'll, I'll start off the final thoughts, man. Um, this is the Thanksgiving episode, right? I want everyone to give a thankful thing. Um, for me, 
Yeah, the pandemic is rough, right? Whether you've lost friends, family, or ones close to you has really struggled through it financially. Like, this, this has been rough. I've been fortunate. When I say it's been good to me, it's not like a, a nonchalant comment. It's like, really, I've been able to take care of so much shit because I have so much more time available to commit to things. I'm thankful. Let me start off with the little boy that you saw earlier for my kid. I believe if I wasn't a father, I would be a piece of shit. Can't sugarcoat it. If you don't have a purpose, that's my purpose. Mm. I don't think I found a purpose outside. I don't need a purpose. Twelve years ago, I found my purpose. We knew you in high school. You was a piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> Even after high school, that's why. That's why you didn't like me. He's a piece of shit. <laughs> you, you should have had your kids in elementary school. They <laughs> <laughs> have more friends. I found. But I found Are my homeboys. Uh, it's really just me and him. Dude, cool. I don't know. Sure. Do he don't ever come around. He done turned on me. This nigga be wishy washy as motherfucker. my hands down. You stole my beard. But no, I, I found my purpose. So I'm thankful for that. And lastly, life, of course, my, my means of providing. Like this month and last month alone, I found myself wanting to give more. Like whether somebody needed money, donating something, doing a charitable. You get 20 cost. though. I don't like you like that. Um, <laughs> I'm joking. If you really need it, talk to him. Um, listen. Um, I'm, 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 I'm thankful, but the thing, um, because of this podcast, I'm thankful for our platform. We joke. You know, I'm the biggest jokes on it. I talk a lot of reckless shit. If you listen, you know I'm nine times out of ten one of the voice clips of some crazy shit and experience and shared with the world. But I'm thankful for like the platform, like even the conversation about relationships, the breadwinner. That's gonna resonate with somebody else. What we put in this app, this universe, it finds its way back, man. So I'm thankful for this. Like even us coming together, you sharing your your passion, these drinks, told your testimony, your story, the laughs and everything we share, even the fake tears we wiped off when I was talking earlier. I'm thankful. That's my final thought. Okay, most definitely. Who, who's going to follow that? Because I definitely am not. Yeah. <laughs> this this man just brought see, the house down. Well, I'm going to go ahead and volunteer Megan to go next. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all. Um, well, I think what you said about um, sewing and serving, it, it goes back to my mantra, which is sip, serve, sew. Mm. My, obviously, the sip is about cocktails, but the, the way I live my life is about sewing, sewing into people, um, giving, serving the community. And this year was the first year that I realized that where you sow, like where you give and serve is not necessarily where you reap. Life is about sowing and reaping. And for me this year, I've reaped in places that I never would have thought. Like God has opened doors for me to start my business, to to do a lot of other things. And I'm so thankful that I have something that where I can serve and sow and help people because now I'm starting to see it come to life. So I'm thankful for honestly everything God's doing in my life and really the people, the people that are helping me open doors, keep doors cracked, close doors. Clo- I'm thankful for closed doors, honestly. That's a word. Yeah. So um, it's been a good year for me too. And I'm thankful that I can actually say that. Boom. Wonderful. Yeah. <laughs> Mic drop. Mic drop. Cheers to that. That was strong. Yeah, so I didn't have a prepared statement about what I'm thankful for. However, um, I am really thankful. I, I like to say I'm thankful for family. And in a perverted way, kind of like how Eric said he wanted Trump to win because of the galvanization that it provided to black people, I'm thankful for COVID because it allowed me to see. I, I mean, I think I had said 
earlier in one of the episodes that 2020 would be like a vision year and all that good stuff. But now I feel like with COVID, you see a lot of stuff. Like I'm closer to my family now. I'm closer to my friends now. Like it cut out a lot of the excess bullshit that I would do to, um, I guess, kind of like, I guess forget I had other shit to do, like the procrastination. Like it's, it's harder to procrastinate when you, you know, with COVID going on. Like it's harder to <laughs> sit out here and get caught up in situations that you know you shouldn't be in because COVID's around. Like, you know what I'm saying? Because you ain't just out there like that. So I say I'm thankful for COVID and my family. You know what I'm saying? I want to say rest in peace to my grandfather. Um, and that's, that's about all. Mic drop again. You over here trying to show me how long his curls is. What's your final thoughts, nigga? <laughs> I got a couple final thoughts. Number one, shrinkage is real. <laughs> all natural, you see? All natural. Hey, what products are you using in your hair? Uh, actually, Young King Healthcare uh, products. You know, it was on the last episode. Follow them on Instagram. Yeah. Okay, then. Young King Healthcare. Like I'll um, buy it for my man. Uh oh. Uh oh. Will you get one? No shade. I'll just. <laughs> yeah. Somebody, yeah. Uh, somebody, somebody asked a question. Do you like men with beards? <laughs> she already to told you she like big bellies and gold teeth. That was my past life. I love facial hair. Mm. Love facial hair. Well, we got another question coming in from the audience. Where are these questions coming from? There's a, Where? There's a follow-up question for the audience. Weeze the audience. I will, I will hold off. Oh, they not okay. Okay, cool. So my my final thought, man. I just want to. Um, I do want to. I just want to be thankful for friends, fellowship, and family. Um, yeah, man. Friends. I was gonna say in football, but you know. <laughs> but no, nah, seriously. Uh, just thankful for friends, fellowship, and uh, family. Uh, this year has been a a, a a different year. I won't say it was difficult because a lot of good came out of this year. Um, and I won't even say that it was bad in this year. I just think there was an opportunity to learn about your own strength and characterizations. So uh, I learned a lot about my character this year. I became a whole husband this year. Mm, yes, so, sir. Yeah, so, uh, um, hey, <laughs> that's Jeezy, by the way. <laughs> so yeah, man. I just want. Yeah, I'm thankful for that, man. Uh, Drew. Oh. My final thought, thankful. I'm just uh, thankful for life. There's nothing larger than living. That's it. Perfect, man. This has been another episode. So you're just going to skip my final thought. I was going to say, This Eric, is why. Eric and his homeboys this, podcast. No, fuck this shit. You're going to stop disrespecting my BFF. Right. <laughs> this is why I, 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 I had, you know, one right after his, but I was like, I'll let the, you know, the rest of the people Bring the energy down. I was a little introducing bit. you, man. Another episode of Eric and his homeboy podcast. <laughs> this is Eric. <laughs> you you see, I took a back seat though, right? Before you hey, give your you final still thought, had your segment though. Before you give the final <laughs> thought, Twan, what's the name of our, me and you and Eric's group chat? <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, Eric, what's your final thought? <laughs> Hello. <laughs> so, uh, my final thought is. I want to first say I'm thankful for this podcast. Uh, a year ago, I decided to start a business, and this podcast is the very first podcast that was recorded on my equipment and put out and published for um, the public to hear. 
we have been consistently recording every other week for over a year now. So we are about what? What's this episode? What? Thirty three, I think. Thirty three. Shit. Scotty Pippen episode. Damn, that's crazy. Cause last year, last year was the hardest year of my life uh, so far, outside Mm -hmm. of like maybe like twenty fourteen. But I went through a lot of growth. On this podcast has definitely given me something to get up for every other Sunday and make this trip down the road uh, to get this out. Like, I'm thankful to be able to be in a room with great minds, like a black man who have Mm. a voice and are able to speak their passionate opinions about whatever is going on in our society. Um, I'm thankful for mental health. Uh, if you follow me, you know, I, I put a lot of shit on my Instagram. If you don't follow me, follow me at pretty fly for a fat guy with an underscore at the end. <laughs> um, yeah, but yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm thankful for just being able to do my own thing and having people around me to support me doing my own thing and making sure that I push through and I have a reason every day to keep working on my passion and pushing my business forward. That's a true mic drop. Um, Mm -hmm. Real quick, I'm also thankful for Shara and Megan coming. Yes. We're all thankful for that. Yes. The drinks, the the energy, the vibes. A whole vibe. I love it. You can't run it up like shawty low. I missed it. Miss what? Everybody was clapping Oh, okay. right. Hey, listen. Jeezy's gonna wash this nigga. I'm sorry. He is. He's gonna he be is. a wash, but it's gonna be and good. No disrespect to Gucci Man, because for the longest I didn't did. like Gucci Man, but I like Gucci Man. But now. the big picture is them Make two. Put that raise up. Them two coming together. <laughs> Jeezy and Gucci. Let me put my goals back in, cause y'all don't get it. I gotta see this gold front Megan, like the the, the trap house bo- girlfriend Megan. No. I gotta see it, cause your Instagram. Oh, yeah. See it, me too. I just want to look, Jason. FYI, I just. It's on me. I'm, I'm I don't not. have goals, but if anybody wants to give me some Christmas gift, roll up. Man. <laughs> that ain't nothing to Jason. He's already at 80%. <laughs> 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 and this has been another, another episode <laughs> of Eric and his homeboys <laughs> podcast. I got my boy Big Grounds. I got my boy Easy Money, pretty fly for a fat guy. I got my boy Napoleon. Yes, sir. And I got my homeboy, Jamaican. Pup, pup, pup. Oh, that sucks. Whatever. But, Drew? Y'all. And we got our homeboy, <laughs> Twan. My bad. I didn't know if he was going to make it or not. I was going to say, yo. I was close. All right, man. We out. Hey.